Bengals linebacker Logan Wilson inked to an extension, plus two days of training camp practices to start to catch up on, but a lot to talk about with this Logan Wilson extension. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're once again coming to you from Paycor Stadium after another day of Bengals practice here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We've got coverage of your team every day. You can subscribe to this show on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcasts. And when you do that, it makes it really easy to join the First Listen Club. And I met a few of you out there today at practice. James meets you guys all the time. But for those of you that are everydayers, we really appreciate you in addition to those of you who make us your first listen every day. And James, we're going to start with Logan Wilson. Yeah, Logan Wilson. The news of really the weekend. And before we dive into Logan, today's show is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL or enter promo code locked on NFL for a white tech hat with any order. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. And Logan Wilson... Well, he can get plenty of bird dogs because he signed. I am rocking bird dogs right now. And the shorts are the most comfortable thing on the planet. That said, Logan Wilson, four years, 37.25 million bucks is what he could potentially make over that four year extension. And so I don't know what the the odds were that the Bengals are going to be able to keep Jermaine Pratt and Logan Wilson going into free agency. But in five months, they've been able to do that. And it's hard not to like keeping Logan Wilson around. I'm not sure many people had him being the first member of the 2020 Bengals draft class to get signed, but here he is. I think it was a reasonable deal. I think he had plenty of motivation to get a deal done, given some of his injury history, given that he was an older prospect, Jake. And at the same time, the Bengals, same thing. Why not keep a huge part of your defense? He's helped stabilize a linebacker room. No more third-round linebackers. They got this third-round third linebacker right. And they they paid him handsomely. That's two third down linebackers. Yeah, Pratt and and Logan. But you know how many for years they would do that, and it would oh, yeah. never work. It well, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh time is a charm. That's right. I guess for for and two of those were the charm with with Pratt and Wilson. And, and there are a few layers here. One is Logan Wilson has said throughout the process that he wanted to be back here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can talk about the the financial aspect of the deal, how it compares to other linebackers. I know that. A big talking point has been the Bengals' two linebackers cost roughly the same as Jesse Bates per year, certainly cheaper than the top linebackers, and that's two linebackers combined, which uh, is an interesting point because the continuity there, and that's a big theme that we'll talk about, is is something that I think shouldn't be underestimated. And then you talk about Logan Wilson, the player, what it means for other contracts that the Bengals might be working on, a big piece of feedback that we had uh, when, we, when we sent this out to our subtext subscribers, shout out subtext subscribers. If you want to do that, check out the description. It'll say join subtext.com slash locked on Bengals. And that's a way for us to send you text updates. And right after the deal came out, I sent a text update out and it was Friday night. We were getting ready to go out for dinner. Party. And, and, you know, for those of you that were doing shots, the same shots, thing, shots, you're not shots. scrolling social media, you'll get a text message from us. And so uh, m- my first reactions were, 
it's, it gets him to, it's an up to, we don't have the exact figures yet, but it's an up to that 37 plus some change million for the life of the deal. We know it averages about 11 million for the first two new years of the deal. So there's going to be a lot of money up front in the form of signing bonuses, roster bonuses in year one, year two. And the average over those four years is going to be about 12th in the NFL. It puts him right in the territory of Demario Davis, another really good linebacker for the New Orleans Saints. And that's what the Bengals have now. They have two really good linebackers who know their system, who have the continuity. Lou Anarumo called them both coaches on the field. And mm -hmm. it's a it's a bit of a trite thing to say. And he he kind of prefaced it with like, I hate to be, you know, I hate to give you this coach speak, but having two coaches on the field. And, and that's what you get with the continuity of these guys. Mm -hmm. They've been in the system for so long. They've had the same coaches for so long. They're, and and I, you see it in practice too, like Jermaine Pratt moving guys around, communicating when the offense changes plays. Logan Wilson wears a green dot, does a lot of communication. So from a football aspect, having both of those guys locked up is a rare thing that Logan Wilson acknowledged. And it, it's, a, I think, a good use of, of money insofar as, yes, you're paying two linebackers, but it's not crazy money for either of them. That's the part is you – you didn't break the bank. And Logan, look, Logan could have bet on himself. And not that he has it, right? But he could have bet on himself, played this year out, and tried to just get the bag, like a bigger bag and go elsewhere. But I, I think it's okay. He can shine in this defense. He's done that. Yeah. He's a big part of this defense. He's comfortable. He praised Zach Taylor, which we can talk more about that. Loves the culture, believes he can win here. Like this is a win win for everybody where. You know, if, if he continues to perform at a high level, he'll be a Bengal for the foreseeable future. And he's uh, – he can run. He can cover. Heck, they went back to the draft. Zach did as he introduced yeah. him and, and said, look, we were on – we were sweating after picking T. Higgins. Obviously, they take Joe Burrow number one overall, T. Higgins 33rd, which a steal that he made it there. And then they, they had a Logan, a high second-round grade on Logan Wilson. Mm -hmm. And so for him to fall to pick 65 in the third round – they were, they were ecstatic about that, and I know they were sweating that entire draft until Logan fell to them, and, and they nailed it. This is the part of it that's fun to me, Jake, because we, we spent all this time covering every draft, talking about all these prospects. Logan was a guy – we weren't doing the show together then. You were doing it with Joe, but you mentioned Logan. Like, I remember you guys talking about it. You mentioned Logan right before the draft. They take him, and it's worked out, and now he's going to be here for hopefully – what is at least eight years, maybe longer than that. Maybe he continues to just ball out. And the the, the other thing that stood out to me was the fact I, I asked, hey, did you celebrate? Because the Bengals were off on Saturday. They didn't have practice. And he was like, no, nah, I did my normal Pilates and yeah. treatment program. And, and my wife and I just went to breakfast, which they probably would have done anyways. So Logan Wilson, just uh, very unassuming, very businesslike. And you would never look at that man and say, oh, he's worth $30 million. And yet he just uh, inked a $30 million, 30 plus million dollar deal with the Bengals on Saturday. And continues to downplay his importance. The, the humility. Small part. Yeah, small part. I'm a small part of the success we've had here. It's being cheap. here when we were 4-12-1 and one, and being a small part of getting to where we are. I, I would say the way he played in that Super Bowl, big, big part of this team's success. Coming off that injury, the, the shoulder injury that he talked about being a big challenge for him in his press conference. He's overcome a, a few challenging things. And like you said, James, from a, from a skill set perspective, really became a complete linebacker very quickly. There aren't very many other guys who can cover 
and play the run as well as he can. There are a few, and that's why there are some $20 million linebackers in the league right now or $19-plus million linebackers in the league. But I think, again, I think it's a good value for the Bengals. I don't think this is – you know, I don't think that Logan Wilson is necessarily as good as some of those 20 – like the Fred Warners of the world. But I do think he's a really, really good player, and they got a good deal there. I think there's a good value there. I think there's a good value for Pratt. And you put that together, yes, you're spending, what, like $16, $15 million a year on your starting two linebackers, but they're going to be on the field a lot for this team. That's something else that Luana Rumo talked about that really stood out to me, actually, Mm -hmm. James, is when he was talking about how when you don't have to do, when you don't have to take guys off the field, you don't have to Mm -hmm. make those substitutions to change what you're doing because you have guys that can do a lot, then you're not tipping your hand, right? And we've talked about that with a number of positions, not just linebacker. And maybe I'm reading into this too much. Maybe that means Jermaine Pratt's going to be on the field more on third down this year. We'll have to see how they're matching up with tight ends in the preseason. We'll, we'll have to keep an eye on what they're doing with that in camp with Irv Smith. And, I mean, from from what I've seen so far, it's been, you know, either Dax Hill rolling down. It's been it's been some linebackers in zone from time to time. But there, there will be some interesting things there as well with these linebackers together. There are also potentially some implications here for some other contracts and, and some other themes that came out in Logan Wilson's press conference and Lou Anarumo's press conference and just things that I've heard that, that came out of that again today mm-hmm. with, with those press conferences on, on Sunday. So we can talk about some of that, some of that, what's next and some of those themes coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs well, they're going to make you feel good, look good. Jake mentioned it if you're watching on YouTube, I'll stand up rocking the bird dogs. I'm rocking the bird dog shorts. And uh, they are super comfortable. They're going to give your leg that truly sculpted look. All the everydayers that see us at training camp, I've worn bird dogs most of camp because, well, they're going to keep you dry even in the, the sun when it's 95 and you're watching these players Go the way you weren't expecting them to, so you have to walk all the way around the field. Bird dogs are going to keep you dry. And, yeah, look, Jake's like, man, I got way too many steps too in many doing steps. that. <laughs> it's hot. You need to check out bird dogs. And it's not just shorts. They have their joggers, which are amazing, and it's a practice staple for me later in the year, in, in the fall and winter months, is to wear bird dogs joggers. You have to check them out right now, whether it's their khakis, their shorts, all in one spot at birddogs.com slash locked on NFL or use promo code locked on NFL for a free white tech hat with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL or promo code locked on NFL for that free white tech hat. You're not going to regret it. So go there now. Birddogs.com slash locked on NFL. So where I was going earlier with that subtext reference was one of the big reactions to the Logan Wilson signing was, okay, what does that mean for some of these other contracts the yep. Bengals are going to try to get done? And one very popular theory that I've seen floated, and, and multiple people have sent this to me, is that Joe Burrow is just waiting. And, and that's why that deal isn't done. You know what he's waiting for? He's waiting for Logan to sign his deal. He's waiting for T to sign his deal. He's waiting for all that to be done. Then he's going to sign his deal. Then there was the other group that was, well, what does this mean for T? Mm-hmm. And and what does this mean for some of these other guys that, that you may be thinking about for extensions? And that's something that I think bears 
uh, is relevant. It's worth it's worth talking about. Yeah, and we haven't talked about it, so this is going to be fun because I don't know exactly what Jake's thinking and vice versa. So let's start. I don't think any Logan Wilson deal would have impacted Joe Burrow's deal at all. Nope. I don't think Burrow's waiting either. I don't. <laughs> so we'll throw that one out there. It's a funny idea. It, it's a great idea if Joe didn't care about his bank account, which he should and does. Spoiler. Saw him in the locker room again today, by the way. Still has the cash sleeve. Think he's getting better. We'll see. Uh, I know he's been better shape now than he was a year ago. I can say that yeah. much. That said, does it impact T. Higgins? It could, but I don't think so. I still think that the Bengals, whether or not they get T done, is going to come down to T yeah. and T's agent. So we agree there. Okay. Here's where I do think the Logan Wilson deal could impact things. You can only pay so many defensive players to be your core defensive players. Pratt for the next three years. Wilson now under contract through 2027, five years, if you include this year with the four-year extension. Trey Hendrickson for the next three years under contract. Sam Hubbard for the next three years under contract. I don't know if there's a T deal plus a reader deal. In fact, I don't think there is. I don't think that's even a debate, by the way, where the Bengals are like reader or T, not even close. They may just be done on defense or very close to it because they want to pay T, because they want to pay Joe. And we know that this was going to be uh, kind of the the route they would go down now could they do a, a mike hilton deal like with hendrickson like could there be little like things year. like a one year could they do that yes but i i don't think that there's any big defensive extensions coming and by big i mean dj reader i don't think that yeah. happens Shadobe, was it? yeah i it which would be great I just coming off the ACL, I don't know if he would want to sign for what they would be willing to offer and vice versa, because he probably wants to show everyone he's a top corner yeah. and hit the market because he's on a very team friendly contract. We do have a cheeto note that we'll get to later. Teaser. Spoiler? Not not spoiler. Teaser. Spoiler. Teaser. Either one works. I guess I guess either works. Yeah. I, I don't know that this deal impacts things for DJ's extension hopes if those exist. Uh, I'm not sure that was ever something that was under serious I'm, I'm sure they've talked about it I, I don't know that those talks ever started uh, i don't think they have i hear here's the path to them having started would have been logan wants 15 million per year they're not even close mm -hmm. he plays it out and they have this pot of money and maybe it's because they can't get something done with t and they look and they're like we really like dj mm -hmm. let's go that route like yeah. i could see the path happening I don't think they went down the path to your point at all. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily, but but maybe later, right? Like that's what it means is that there that path is maybe the the door is maybe closed, yeah, a little bit, yeah, and maybe not entirely. Depends on what happens with T. Maybe like maybe they maybe. aren't even close with T. But I, I don't think that's a dynamic though. I know it has been on social media. I don't think it's like DJ or T. Yeah, I I really don't. I, I mean they they would need to spend the money in those years. So say T wants $23 million. They're going to spend that money somewhere else. And maybe it's not DJ Reader because we know what, we know how they feel about third contracts. We know how they feel about players on the wrong side of 30 and, and DJ's approaching those things. So so that could just kind of be that. Who would you – let's say they don't get something done with T and yeah. they have this pot of money. You're right. Would you try to sign Cheeto to an extension or DJ? Justin Jefferson. Nah. Uh, he's, he's probably not making it to the market. Sign and trade. This is a year for Jefferson to sign an extension. Right? Yeah, it is. Have you heard anything about that? No. All right. We'll have to check with Luke over on lockdown Vikings about that one. What was the question? Cheeto DJ. You can only sign one DJ. And here's why 
I, I love Cheeto, Cheeto, Cheeto Abouzier as a player. I, I think he's a very interesting guy. The, the additional interest he has outside of football, we were talking about that earlier this week. You don't see a ton of football players who you really get to know some of the stuff that they're really into. You see some of this for sure, and, and some of the higher profile players. But some of the work that Cheeto does off the field, the stuff he does with chess speaks to me as, as a chess nerd, of course. Um, but they've drafted DJ Turner. They drafted Cam Taylor Britt. They've got security in the slot for, for at least two more years with Mike Hilton. And I do think that he's a candidate for the, the one-year extension, like we saw with Trey Hendrickson, similar length on their deals. Mm -hmm. and, and, I, and we know they love Mike Hilton. Mm -hmm. Mike Hilton, huge deal to this team. So they've drafted for the future of the position. DJ Ivy, another guy deep there, made another play in practice on Sunday that was a really impressive stop. So, yeah, I mean, that that's kind of the rationale, right? What do you think? Are you on the same page? I think they would be more interested in re-signing Cheeto. Me, I... I it's even, tough. Even with the corners they have. It's even tough. Even with DJ yeah, Turner I, and Taylor Brown. I think so. I think so. Um, I might be dead wrong on that. I DJ's been hurt. It's not just one injury. I think that's the part of it where it's like, man, yeah. you're signing this guy into his 30s. He's one he's of those. A, he's a scheme transformer, though. I, I'm not saying he's not valuable. He's debating his value, yeah. and I, I hope he does get a deal because I like DJ a lot. I'm just if I had to predict what they would do, yeah, it's probably neither. To be quite frank, but if it was one or the other, I would probably lean towards Cheeto if I if it's them. Me, I know what DJ means. I also think Cheeto means a lot. It's tough. It uh, tough. You know what I would do? I would get T done. That's what I would do and because it, I care about wide receivers. Well, but but we know that's a priority for them, right? No that, doubt. That, that's I know. something that they're working on. No doubt. And, no and doubt. the things that have happened outside of T, T's deal don't impact T's deal. They're working on extending the first three rounds of that draft class. Yeah. Those are things that are still in progress. Logan Wilson got done first, which is a little bit surprising. I was surprised when I learned about that on, on Friday. Uh, I was surprised that it was first. I was a little bit surprised that the Burrow domino didn't have to fit in first, but then the reason that that wouldn't necessarily be surprising is I think they know how roughly those Burrow years are going to fit in from a cap perspective. And, and so I think they have an idea of what the cap hits are going to look like over the next few years for Joe Burrow, for the potential T Higgins deal for Logan Wilson, for these other contracts. The other thing you mentioned, the defensive continuity they have locked up for three years mm -hmm. and just from strictly a contract perspective, those do get to be pretty close to team option years in, in the, the third, third year, year of, of Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard for, for those deals. So they do have a little bit of, of Jermaine Pratt. There. It, yeah. And Pratt. I, I would be surprised if Pratt. Well, he's reasonable, but I'm just saying. Something could change. But, but well, in Logan will be on the team then still. That won't be a team option year because there will only be two years into yeah, his new yeah. deal. And he has four years on that extension. Some – Practice notes. Yeah, Let, let's uh, let's get to some practice notes. We have no. There were foot. There was football practice on on Sunday, Jake. Yeah. How about that? We'll talk about well, two practices worth of notes. We we have a couple things perhaps from from Friday we can hit as well. Friday was a lighter practice. Some bumps and bruises there as well. We'll get into some practice notes here coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by Fanduel. Football season is almost here and that's why you got to get to FanDuel. it's going to give you the chance to win all season long and right now when you bet on a super bowl winner you can get bonus bonus bets back 
every time they win in the regular season. Think about that. So if you think the Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl, you can get bonus bets back every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. So don't delay. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to wager on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Couple training camp practice notes to hit, and we'll start with today. It's fresh in the mind. It was a more intense practice. So Friday, I guess I'm not starting with today. Friday, they scaled things back. They had a very intense practice on Thursday last week. Their first unscripted move the ball stuff. They went back to some move the ball stuff today on Sunday. Friday's practice much lighter by comparison. And a lot of guys took vet days or took rest days because there are bumps and bruises that pile up and everyone's dealing with a little bit of soreness here and there. And after Joe Burrow's calf strain, a lot of guys and and the the coaching staff and the training staff, not trying to push more lower extremity soft tissue injuries at this time of year. So then getting to today, Sunday's practice, a couple move the ball periods and a few standouts. Before we get to the moves of ball periods, the, the Cheeto tease from earlier was that those of you on subtext have seen this and those of you that are active on Twitter have seen this. Cheeto got his first reps that I've seen working against Bengals receivers. And we saw him kind of work on the defense as a running back uh, on Friday, I believe, which maybe is a step toward doing something because it's team on team, but the defense is simulating the offense there. And it wasn't full speed. But Cheeto, during, I believe it was during the install part of practice because we couldn't record it, was working against the offense. Yep. And, and that seems to be a step toward maybe we'll see him in seven-on-sevens sometime soon. Mm-hmm. Maybe not Green Bay. Maybe it's after Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's after the first preseason game. But it's another step in the right direction for Chidobe Abuzia. It is. And it's great to see. And all along, whether it's fair or not, I thought he's going to be back week one and I've kind of put that expectation on him and I think he's delivered in every way. He looks like he's in great shape. He's moving great. And I think they could throw him out there in team drills 11 on 11 right now. Zach Taylor's just trying to give him as much time as possible. So hopefully Cheeto's back. Uh, Another quick injury note, Alex Kappa dealing with a minor strain, didn't finish uh, Sunday's practice. Not a big deal. According to Frank Pollock, he was in the locker room, saw him. He looked fine. So I think it was more of a precautionary thing than anything, but I at least want to note it. Note that Charlie Jones, we haven't had more on Charlie Jones. Mm-hmm. He missed a couple of practices, was out Friday after hurting his shoulder, was out again on Sunday. I think he's okay, though. I, I chatted with him and, and I've talked to a few others. I, I think he's going to be fine and uh, and be back soon, hopefully for Wednesday in that yeah. joint practice. I think that's what they're hoping for. Is let's shelve him and then bring him in for that joint practice if possible. If he can play in the joint practice, hopefully he can play in the game. Those are big snaps for him. All these rookies, all these young guys need all the reps, as many as they can get at pretty much every position. It's just important to them to be able to play early and contribute early in their careers. You just need the the NFL speed. And and that's speaking of Frank Pollock, something that he said uh, in praise of Cordell Volson, we don't have to get too far into this, but it was just something that really stood out in terms of accentuating why it's important to play at game speed. The NFL game is just faster. It's mm-hmm. faster than practices. It's faster than preseason games. 
It's faster than college football. Cordell Volson did everything this coaching staff wanted last year, right? And then he, he, he got better as the year went on, had his rookie lumps, had his rookie growing pains. And, and this year, Frank said after practice today, Frank Pollock said that, you know, he's playing faster. He's playing more aggressively. He doesn't have to think as hard because he has the experience. He knows what is being asked of him. And it's just a great little anecdotal point of it can take some time for these guys to adapt to the NFL game. And that's why these reps are so important. No doubt. No doubt. And hopefully Cordell Volson can take a leap forward. And uh, offensive line wise, I, I think it was a mixed bag. Um, it was. Uh, but overall, like I said, I think they've had a pretty good camp. Jonah Williams, and, and we could talk more about Jonah on tomorrow's show, but was uh, with the first team offense again today as the rotations continued. And speaking of rotations, something that we saw on Sunday, mm -hmm. quarterback rotation with the ones. We have not seen that yeah. where they would rotate. They did that on Sunday, and I think it's just – all right, let's see how they react to this. Because that's – honestly, that's probably what they should do in the joint practice is, is alternate and be able to face a first-team defense. Yeah. And so you do that now. Monday's going to be more of a special teams day uh, as far as we know. So I think it makes sense. I also think Trevor Simeon has gone from losing ground early in camp to being the clear – having the clear edge as of today. It changes, but I think he came into camp with the edge – then it got to 50-50, maybe 51-49, Jake Browning. Now I think it's Simeon again. Yeah, I think you can see some clear differences in arm talent between the two. You can see some clear differences in experience and, and that showing up in a variety of ways. Neither guy's perfect. They're both, you know, backup quarterbacks. Trevor Simeon has started a lot of games. Still, we're talking about a, a backup, hopefully a good backup quarterback, but it was good to see them switching. And and I think you're right. I think you're exactly right, actually, that it's preparation for that Green Bay practice. Because no. if they want to see both guys going against first-team Green Bay with first-team Bengals, then probably good to rub that against your own guys first. Um, Will Jordan Love beat out Jake Browning and Trevor Sim? Oh, that was mean. Jordan Love isn't going to play. Is he? he? He will in the joint practice. In the joint practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Will he be the best quarterback on the field? Yeah, we'll find out Wednesday. Uh, he better be. <laughs> you would hope so if you're Green Bay. If you're the Bengals, you might hope Trevor Simeon's or well, Jake sure, no yeah. doubt. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, a couple other things from practice that that I alluded to a DJ Ivy play earlier made a great stop. It was a fourth down, right? Mm -hmm. No, it was a third down. Was it? No, it was a fourth down. Second team. It was a fourth down play. That that was very noteworthy. Uh, the only opportunity we saw that was close to a touchdown in the move the ball drill for the offense was a Jamar chase play that ended up being called for offensive pass interference. James thinks it was questionable. I thought I saw it and I was looking immediately to see if they were going to call it. Mm -hmm. They did call it. The, the coach told Jamar, one of the coaches, and this is what Jamar said that he bench pressed him. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's, that's what it looked like to me. And, uh, and so Jamar said, I guess I did. You didn't think so. Uh, Bench press like full extension. I did not. No, I, I think I he definitely pushed off. I saw the arms extend, and when it's two hands and you can see it. I mean, from where I was on the opposite corner of the end zone, I I just think Cam Taylor Britt can't get bench pressed. <laughs> that that is true. Whenever there's a penalty that isn't called, we always say just don't don't let them beat you, even if they cheat. That, that's rule number <laughs> one. Even if you're getting interfered with, still catch the ball, and then the interference doesn't matter. 
you still have a chance to go score a touchdown. Mm -hmm. Interference is a spot penalty. You never score a touchdown on pass interference. But uh, no touchdowns for the offense. Am I right? No touchdowns in the move the ball. Drill? Did T score? I thought T scored on that same drive. Didn't he get Did in? Did he get all the way in? I thought he got in. I Obviously, they're playing touch. Like, you're down. Yeah. So maybe T gets in. So that's the other play that I wanted to talk about, though. That was very interesting. The deep ball to T? The deep ball to T Higgins. And, and the reason this is interesting, I don't remember who I was talking to. I was talking to one of the other media members, and they said that this has been a theme. So hopefully I'm not giving anything away here. But we're allowed to record this period, and you have – do you have that? Yeah, I do. Um, but it's – T. Higgins goes in motion. Mike Hilton runs with T. Higgins in motion. You have Mike Hilton running with T. Higgins in motion. That's a pretty big tell that you've got a one-foot advantage in the slot in man coverage. Mm -hmm. They run a slot fade. T. gets behind Mike. T.'s bigger than Mike. T catches the ball. T's running after the catch. Yeah. And getting T Higgins into the slot, we talk a lot about getting Jamar Chase into the slot, but you can get some real mismatches with a guy that moves as well as T Higgins does and is the size that T Higgins is, is and is as proficient in jump ball, contested catch situations as T Higgins is, if you can get him against some of the slot corners in the NFL. I think that's kind of the next step. I talked with T after practice and asked him about the slot fade. He loves running it, smiled ear to ear, yeah. and I asked him about it. And they plan on moving him around a bit more. And one of the things he said he's really grown is being able to read coverages and just the understanding of the game. Obviously, he's as strong as he's ever been. But that's the part of it where it's like, oh, if they move him around and he can play anywhere, like Jamar can play anywhere, yeah, what a weapon. And yeah. I think that is the plan, to, to generate more explosives, something that they need to do, find a way to solve the riddle a bit. And, and maybe moving T is going to help do that. And we saw that. That was a big explosive play. Yeah. Probably the most explosive play of practice. There was a couple run and catch plays that went for like 15 yards for the second team. Uh, one was a screen to Chris Evans, I believe. And one was a, a dump off to Nick Bowers, mm -hmm. I think, 82. Yeah. Um, that was not a pretty play. Not Nick's fault either. It was just kind of. Uh, Andre Yosevash also had a nice day yeah. on Yoshi. Sunday. And we'll, we'll get into some of these maybe in a little bit more detail. Some guys we haven't talked a ton about. Chase Brown. Andre Yosevash. We have a lot to get to. We, we have so much. We, we have a little bit of a backlog. We'll catch up a little bit more tomorrow. We've got, we're, we're anticipating a special teams practice tomorrow. So hopefully we'll be able to catch up on some more there. We'll talk about whatever is very noteworthy out of the special teams practice as well. But we've got two more practices for me in person. We're uh, five days away as we record this from a preseason game. Football, Bengals football, Paycor Stadium football. Right around the corner. And it didn't hit me until, like, we started recording how close that is. I looked down at, at the date and thought about when that preseason starts. We're there. We're there. It's game week. It's game week. It's game week. That's going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. We'll be back for more practice takeaways and the ramp up to that preseason game. So for you everydayers, don't miss out and join that everyday club because you're going to miss something if you don't. Until next time, Bengals fans, thanks for listening to this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Hootay, and have a good one.